M S W Media. We'll pour yourself a glass, sit for a spell. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. Well, this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, yeah. Cheers, everyone. I'm Dan Dunn. And what we're drinking this episode, Fernet Branca and some hangover recovery potions. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes with my guest, the great actor Oliver Cooper. But first, I've got a couple of brand new adult beverages to tell you about because you should be in the know and I want to help you get there. So back in 1876, uh, when thoroughbred racing was indeed the sport of kings, a long-shot chestnut colt by the name of Tyr Cannell is said to have shocked the whole of Ireland by winning one of the country's biggest stakes races. The horse's owner was so enamored of his newly minted champion that he named a whiskey after the horse. And not even the great secretary can lay claim to such an honor. So I love the Tyr Cannell, this Irish whiskey, and I'm pumped because they just released their oldest and most unique uh, cast-finished single malt to date. It's called the Tyr Cannell 16-year-old Oloroso and Muscatel cask finish. Uh, this is a whiskey that was aged 16 years in American white oak ex-bourbon barrels. That's what they do a lot of time with scotch and Irish whiskey. They take those bourbon barrels and they age them. And then it got a little finishing. It's a little additional maturation in wine cast from southern Spain. Uh, it has this really beautiful sweetness and roundness to it. There's notes of honeysuckle, champagne, jasmine. I get a little nutty caramel thing out of it as well. Really delicious. Uh, just came out. It retails for $100 a bottle. Also, if you're making drinks, you got to have mixers. And Fever Tree, uh, which is one of the best mixer uh, companies out there, they just launched a new one called Refreshingly Light Cucumber Tonic. And you can guess what that tastes like. It's only 40 calories. It's made with U.S.-grown cucumbers. Yeah, America, 4th of July. And them foreign cucumbers. I'm actually sipping one right now. Made with gin, forged gin, and some refreshingly light cucumber tonic. Mm. It's yummy. And it's uh, $5.99 for a four-pack of that stuff. So for more info on that new stuff I just told you about, go to my website, donetheimbiber.com. Check out the What We're Drinking podcast page. There'll be some recipes there, info on where to buy the mixers and the Irish whiskey. Okay. I'm excited about today's show, and I'm going to kick it off with a quote from the book Travels with Charlie by the great John Steinbeck. I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, that start off with Steinbeck quotes, but I'd like to think I'm one of the few. I have always lived violently, drunk hugely, eaten too much or not at all, slept around the clock or missed two nights of sleeping, worked too hard and too long in glory, or slobbed for a time in other laziness. I've lifted, pulled, chopped, climbed, made love with joy, 
and taken my hangovers as a consequence, not as a punishment. So those words by Steinbecker, the most honest assessment I've seen of the perils of pleasures of what I call the life gigantic. And that last bit about hangovers being a consequence rather than a punishment, that's helped sustain me through many a morning curled up next to the toilet on the cold bathroom floor, shaking, sweating, and swearing to all that is good and holy that I would never, ever drink again. Yeah, right. After several many years of indulging in the adult beverages that provide my livelihood, I've come to understand that while you're suffering the ill effects of overconsumption, the urge to promise yourself you'll never drink again is often overwhelming. But for incorrigible louts and pleasure seekers like myself, I'm done with booze is to drinking what just the tip is to one night stands. It's a lie, and one that should be dispensed with provided everyone in the room is prepared to act like an adult. Which is to say, admit they like to drink and fuck far too much to stop anytime soon. Of course, there's more to surviving a wicked hangover than resisting false promises and memorizing passages from lesser-known Steinbeck novels. For instance, anyone who regularly awakes... Is it awakes? Is it awakes or is it awakens? See, this is what happens to me when I'm hungover. Anyone who regularly awakens... I think it's right with five angry midgets playing grab-ass behind their eyeballs, is familiar with the following checklist. Wallet, cell phone, car keys, hat, pants, outgoing cell phone, call log. But after you've secured the basics, it's time to do something about the midgets. Sorry, little people. I'm sure it's little people. And their horrible, horrible games. In other words, you need to learn how to effectively counteract the unpleasant, physiological effects of acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde is the hangover-inducing substance that alcohol becomes after it holds court in your liver for a while. So for the sake of argument, we're going to ignore the fact that it's in the practicing imbiber's best interest to prevent a hangover from occurring in the first place by taking common-sense steps such as avoiding brown liquors and sweet booze, downing a glass of water after every other alcoholic beverage, Eating greasy food prior to drinking, that, you know, slows the rate of alcohol absorption. And moderation. For the sake of reality, we're also going to acknowledge that when strong drink is involved, you using hangover prevention measures is about as likely as you remembering you're married. Believe me, I'm the last person to judge you when your stomach feels like the bathroom's in Grand Central Station. As far as I'm concerned, any tut-tutting just means the little people have won. Fear not, friends. I have hard-earned, lab-tested solutions for you that I'm going to lay out with the help of my buddy, and I want you to please welcome to the show the great Oliver Cooper. Hey. How, how you doing, doing man? I'm you, good. You comfortable? You get the microphone all set up? You got I it think I'm good. Be? I okay, think I just want to make sure you're good. So, Oliver, actor, you've done so much. Uh, Red Oaks, Valley of the Boom, Californication. You were in the Hugh Jackman movie that I really enjoyed, The the Contender. The Front Runner. Front, front runner. runner. The Contender's another one. I really enjoyed it so much I don't remember the name <laughs> of it. What else you got going on these days, man? Oh, man. Uh, what else am I doing? I, I, oh, God, I can't remember. Oh, wait, uh, and speaking of ha- hangovers, let's not forget Project X. Yes, Project X. One of the great drinking, partying movies Ever. That is true. Uh, that was your big break, right? That was your first movie. Trying to find my water. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that, w- that, was my f- that was my first movie and my uh, first audition I ever went on. And you got it. And you were one of the leads of that movie. And I would 
go on a limb and say, you stole that movie. Uh, I thought you were the best sweet. thing in that movie, and that's before I ever even got to know you. That's very sweet of you to say, Dan. So, Oliver, you've had hangovers before. I have had hangovers before, yeah. What do you do? You got a tip? Um, what do I do when I have a hangover? Honestly, I sleep. I just fucking sleep, and that's it. That's it. Sleep, sleep it and eat. Now, how old are you, though? I'm uh, tw- I'm 29. 29. So you, you're at a different point. When you're in your 20s, the hangovers are not nearly as debilitating as they are for a person of uh, men of a certain age. Well, like well, what say. do you do when you get a hangover? I <laughs> I try to get you know, it's like remember that scene in Monty Python where like bring out your dead and they throw them out. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. dead yet. That's me. I like start to feel like I'm dying. Yeah, the older I get, the more I uh, uh, I take steps like I can't fly when I'm hungover anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day you go to Vegas and you just drink all night and I can't do that. Like, I that that's the that's the the only time in my life right now that I get really hungover, which is when I go to Vegas and have a crazy night like that. That's the worst hangover. Do you ever actually think to do things like drink water during the night, or is that not you know? Because if you do that, I mean, if you really, if say every second or third drink you just took a glass of water and drank it. You'd be fine. You would feel so much better the next day because yeah. really that's the worst part of the hangover is your your body is completely dehydrated and that's you know it's really taking it, for me the hangovers are worse when there's uh, when there's drugs involved. Ah, drugs. <laughs> by the way, kids, don't do drugs. And by the way, kids, don't listen. I've to never this done show. I've never done drugs. Oliver's before. never done drugs. Um, weed doesn't count though. No, we, yeah, we, we, we weed is uh, if you're if you're smoking weed. Odds are you're not drinking much. That's right. It's true. I, I really do believe that. And, and, you know, weed is now legal here in California where we are. Yeah. And, and I see it. I, I, I don't. I kind of feel like the world's a little bit of a better place now than it was before. That's People true. seem a little more chill. I would uh, I would say that. Uh, I don't know. You think the world's more chill right now? No, not the world. <laughs> Just this little space here. Me and you. We're Me and you. We're, we're, we're so we're high chill. right now. I feel high right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, well, here, let, let's. I want to get into some of my tips for the hangover. And, and I please, I invite you, my friend, to chime in here and bring some of your own experience. My first tip, okay, I'm going to lay this out for you. First tip is don't panic. And by that, I mean when you're in the throes of a particularly acute hangover, it's possible that some parts of your body may claim temporary independence. And the key is to remain calm and ride it out. Just remind yourself that your right eye has its reasons for not opening and that your left hand will almost certainly be able to grasp things again tomorrow. In rare instances, and I know you can vouch for this, Oliver, your bowels may go rogue. And if that happens, then you're beyond my help. And you just got to pray you're in a hotel room with enough cash to leave a really great tip for the housekeepers. That's that's a good... <laughs> have you ever had that? Have you ever been... Right, shitting myself? Have your, has your body ever just gone rogue when you're hungover? Like, what is happening right Yo, now? Yo, yeah, like, uh, like, blur. Sometimes I get, like, I wake up and, like, blurry. My my, my eyes are a little blurry. You can't see. I'm just like, why is my right eye, like, blurry right now? Is that, do you think maybe that's the universe telling us something or no? Like, like stop uh, drinking? Yeah, maybe, but yeah, let's not, <laughs> let's not, let's not go there. That, that'd be upsetting and I wouldn't have a show. Um, the second tip, and we've touched on this, is smoke them if you got them. And if legendary stoner Jeff Spicoli taught us anything in that memorable scene from Fast Times uh, when he was whacking himself in the head with the, uh, the Vans shoe, it's that getting baked means you're virtually invulnerable to head trauma. 
right? Seriously, I mean, if cancer patients can use the sticky icky to mitigate the ill effects of chemotherapy, what chance does a hangover have, Oliver? That's what I'm at. I want to. So you're saying if we smoke weed when you're hungover, it really it does it does help. It does help. You're gonna fall asleep, and you're gonna get you know if you if you smoke and you eat, get some get some good liquids in you, like some water, orange juice. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, I've never seen anyone not make it through a hangover. No, I mean, well, (laughs) yeah. No, not a hangover. I've seen people not make it through uh, uh, nights of drinking, and we won't go there. Um, All right, next up, retox. Retox is very important, Oliver. Uh, There are many theories regarding the origin of the phrase hair of the dog uh, as a metaphor for a hangover treatment, but they all amount to the same thing, okay? You're going to get drunk again so you can avoid feeling the after effects of getting drunk. It's a wonderful long-term strategy, right? You know, uh, but anyway, the the dirty secret of this method is that it works. And if you got to bear in mind, though, the trick is to drink enough to cure the hangover, but not get hangover worthy again. You want nap? I don't know worthy. that I've ever had that. Where I've I've definitely drank in like after I've been really hungover, especially in Vegas. You go to Vegas for two three nights. It's, yeah, you you just have to plow through that that trip. Uh, but I don't know that I've ever gotten the uh, double hangover. No, I don't know. Well, I don't know if I've ever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten that. What is what is that? The double hangover is when you're hungover and then you get drunk again and then you get yeah, another what, hangover. What does it feel like that? Uh, you don't want it. Trust me, I have met the double hangover. You do not ever want the double hangover. I want, I want feelings. You just want to get a little nappy. That's all. Like uh, the next day drunk, you just want to get a little nappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, what What's, would you do? What would you if you have you ever woken up? Hung over and done like I always think of the the Doors song. I woke up this morning. I got myself a beer. Have you ever just woken up, hung over, and went fuck it? I'm having a drink right now. Uh, I have, but it's it's rare. I'm I'm a, I'm a terrible drinker. Yeah, I'm I'm just I don't have that uh, I don't have that gene that you have. <laughs> I really tell. My What's mom, that being Irish? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's like you know my my mom is a big drinker my yeah. sister's a big drinker i've never been able to like really be like i'm not a good drinker okay like i i like a drink and i like to get drunk every once in a while but i i'm so much prefer some weed or something yeah i'm like I'm it's like, probably a good that's a good thing by the way that's not a bad thing I mean, you you you're an actor you work in hollywood i mean you you sure you've seen your share of people who have uh, it hasn't worked out so well for them, you know. I mean, it, it's hard to maintain a, a, a vibrant, Drinking. active uh, acting career when you are uh, a drunk. A drunk. <laughs> Although a lot of people have done it. Peter O'Toole. Yeah, we go through that whole thing. But um, okay, so here's the thing: if you're going to drink again the next day, I, I, here's some stuff I'd recommend because we need we need to have some practical information on this show, Oliver. A curative shot of Fernet Branca. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's the best. You know, it's they call it the bartender's breakfast. I think it's the best tool for the job by a mile. If you prefer the classics, there's always the mother of morning after drinks, the Bloody Mary, uh, which, by the way, was invented at the St. Regis Hotel in New York 80 years ago. Really? And I I got the, the, the recipe from the King Cole Bar. I got the original recipe. It's up on the site, donetheimbiber.com. Go there. You can check it out. I personally have never had a Bloody Mary in my life. That's crazy. That's my favorite drink. Never no, had? No, no joke. That is my favorite drink. I think when I was a child, I can't, I'm not sure, but I think I may have been um, uh, assaulted by tomato juice or something because I have a, an, an almost violent 
uh, nauseous reaction to tomato juice. You know what else? You know what I'm like, I'm like with that is mayonnaise. Oh, I Shit, love. Sorry, let me, let me turn I love a good mayonnaise. Yeah. Really. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Mayonnaise is. Uh. I have a violent reaction to mayonnaise. Like if I see mayonnaise, if I see a jar of mayonnaise, I get like I'm like uh, I can't look. Oh, I wish we would have known this. We could have <laughs> had a challenge on the show. We could have done a quiz, and we could have a jar. We could have a big bowl of mayonnaise and a big bowl of tomato juice, and see who can last. The I, longest. I see. I, I I didn't like. I understand the the child thing of not liking because I I remember my dad would drink uh, tomato juice like, yeah. just like by itself, oh. and I was like, Ooh. I would always be like, oh, why are you doing that? There's I, so I have much. To take a drink right now just to wash <laughs> the, the the imaginary taste of tomato we juice. We always out had of my so mouth. many drinks in our house too. Like we'd always have like so much soda and so many things. Like it was always different. I don't know why. Isn't we had it so crazy? Because like, if you have kids now, you're not gonna have soda in the house anymore. Like, no one's like really right. Why not? Because it's so bad for you. Oh fuck that! Come on, man. You're, you're gonna give your kid Coke, Coca Cola. Absolutely. Oh, I couldn't. If he it. wants a Coca Cola, he's gonna get a Coca Cola. <laughs> oh, like a rare treat. Let, let's talk about the, the 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 better question here. Am I gonna get some? If I can get someone to let me have their kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Are we kidding? Nobody's nobody's <laughs> nobody's bearing our children. <laughs> Me and you are here by ourselves. Um, all right. Well, speaking of drinking stuff, so the next tip is hydrate. Number four tip is hydrate. Water, of course, grabs the bad stuff out of your bloodstream, lets you pee out the poison. Uh, you got to drink a ton of liquids. Maybe some of those analgesic tablets, or they what are those analgesic tablets? What the fuck is that? They're, 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 they help you rehydrate. Anal is that the like? I go to this place and uh, I, I live in Brentwood. I go to this place. It's such a ripoff. Uh, oh fuck! What, creation? You know that place? Creation? They got a few of them. No, is it a? It's restaurant? like yeah, it's a restaurant. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it started as a juice place, but it's the most. It's, Did you say a Jews place? Jews, just just for Jews. <laughs> Jews. I'm not welcome. Irish <laughs> you drugs. Can't go. No Irish welcome. No it, Irish. No, drugs. it was like a juice smoothie place. I juice. Think. And okay. and then they and then now it's a restaurant. I go there and they put these fucking. So you get water and they're like, do you want? And they drip some like. It's like a like a, it looks like potion. They drip it into the water and it's supposed to be like excellent. Is it CBD or something? No, it's not CBD. I don't know what the fuck it is. I thought maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Could Anyways, be. I'm sidetracked here. No, no, it's okay. Tip number five. We just kind of touched on this as well. Have sex when you're hungover. Ideally with someone besides yourself. It's not going to be the best lay of your life, but it gets the blood pumping. It increases the amount of pain killing oxygen in your body. This is true. Really? And- you know, in lieu of a willing partner, you can always take matters into your own hand, Oliver. Uh, and now you're going to wash up, and you're going to follow it up with tip number six, a heaping plate of bacon, eggs, and toast. Oh, God, and you know why good. we're doing this, by the way? Why is that? Because, first of all, the bacon and eggs are full of protein, and that breaks down the amino acids in your body, and that's you need those. Uh, which breaks down into amino acids, I'm sorry, and you need those. Uh, third off, the bacon has grease and your stomach really wants that greasy love when you're hungover. Um, and fourth, uh, toast has starch. Your stomach wants something to soak all that horribleness into yeah, the yeah. starch. Uh, and and it tastes good. <laughs> I love it. And that oh. just makes you feel good because it tastes good. I, that just made me so hungry. I love breakfast food. All right, well, right after this, I'll make you some breakfast. Uh, and part of that too, seven, is coffee. And this is true. The magical caffeine inside that coffee constricts the blood vessels in your brain 
and it makes them hurt a little bit less. It's true. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that happens. Well, if you don't it, like coffee, I don't like coffee. You don't like coffee. I don't oh, drink I coffee. Do. Well, then what you can do instead is tip number eight, cold shower. Okay. The cold also constricts the blood vessels, but with no drugs. I actually know another Thanks, tip, cold. too. All right, let me hear it. Uh, finger up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> How does that Wait I want to hear this distraction. one Distraction <laughs> Major distraction <laughs> Or just break a toe or something You'll forget all about that hangover <laughs> Telling you The old finger in the ass trick It works every time <laughs> That's actually funny I, I was going to say if, you, if you've had coffee, pot, booze, water, sex, bacon, and cold shower And you're still hungover, hungover You should just like kick something <laughs> really hard <laughs> No you should shove a finger up your ass Yeah it'll make that nausea seem like a walk in the park man <laughs> um oh you then, know what i like to do oh, go ahead Let me you hear. know what i actually yes. like to do when i'm hungover is i go and sit in a sauna i don't even know if that's why i don't even know if, if that is good but it makes me feel good to sit in a sauna uh, i sweat it all out that's the best feeling if i'm if i'm hungover that is truly what i try to do you know we should we should really truly add here, and I know this is a drinking show, and I'm a huge fan of adult beverages, as is Oliver. But we should add that honestly and truly, the best way to avoid this is just not to be an asshole and, and get get too wasted. You know, like try to enjoy the drink now as without enjoying too much of it. As a seasoned drinker yes. like yourself, uh, do you have a do you have a are you like so it's like a porn star, you know. They they know exactly where they where they're gonna come. Do you know exactly where when I've you, crossed the line? Yeah. Do you know that line? You're like, this is it. I I feel it. It's, it's like because obviously, if you're drinking tequila, it's gonna be a different feeling. Yeah. Of, you know, or if you've eaten before, you're gonna have a a different level. Yeah, you know? I think I've gotten pretty good at identifying uh, when when it's time to go. You know, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. when I can. You know. Of course, every once in a while, you have those nights where you're just like, "Hey, screw it, I'm going to let it go." But for the most part, and especially when I'm when I'm doing when I'm out actually tasting stuff professionally or doing, you know, I'm not showing up at uh, you know at a tasting for you know for Bordeaux uh, Mouton Rostra going, "Well, let's get fucked up," you know. So it depends on the environment. You know, obviously there are every once in a while you I like to let my hair down and 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 let her rip and then pay for it the next day. But for the most part, as I said. Spoken like a true. Drinker. When you get older, a little bit older. I'm not I'm much older. But, you know, get a little older. You you, it's not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it really isn't. You just kind of go. Eh, do I really want to feel like shit in the morning? Yeah. I don't ever remember thinking that when I was in my early twenties. I was just like, fuck it, man. Like, yeah, yeah who cares? You know? I'm start. I mean, I, I I'm starting to feel that way, and I'm 29. Yeah. I mean, I I my everything hurts. Well, you have a you have a. Uh, you, your career is like so, so. By the way, let's talk about that a little bit. So, when you're when you are working, so like take a movie like Project X. Now, obviously, you were a kid on that one, but that's like a huge party movie. Were people yeah. actually partying making that movie or no? Yes and no. Well, yeah, because so they had a DJ who was in the movie, and he was in his uh, part of his thing. I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time. Uh, he was playing music like throughout. Like he was. You know, all night because we were shooting all night. Too. They wanted to keep the, the the energy up. And I do remember them paying off like uh, neighbors around, like because the Warner Brothers back lot where we shot the movie, there's actually real people that live like just right on the other side of the lot. 
it's like a na- it's a fake neighborhood that they have. I don't know if you've never been there or anything. No. And uh, yeah, it's like they shot the Lethal Weapon movies and like, okay. a bunch of famous movie houses over there. And uh, so they they would pay off the neighbors because we would be partying until six a.m. I mean that was the movie. And uh, I I remember the extras would be there, and I know I, it was not like obviously like no one was giving them booze and like, but I know that some of them were. I, I think people were bringing their own, bringing their own a stuff. little bit. Like, I mean, I, you're obviously you're you're in you're you have to act. You know. Yeah, like, we never did. No, no, we never. Have did. you ever we been were, on a set with somebody who's? Have you ever been acting with somebody and you're like, I think they might have been drinking or they're on something. <sighs> You don't have to say who it is. No, but I'm just trying to think. You, you ever had an in, like a time like that where you're like, maybe this person's a little. Not really. I I haven't. No, no. You haven't no. had a bad experience like that. No, I've been really lucky in that way. I haven't really had that experience. You're like Jesus. Like this is the this is the horror story that people. Talk you ever had about. bad breath? You ever had like somebody they were on set with? Oh fuck! I did a in Project X actually. I'm, I'll never. It's one of the worst makeouts I've ever had in my life. Like, a movie or no movie. Uh, <laughs> I was I had a make out montage and I remember it was so fucking funny is they had the director is a good friend of mine now is like uh, he's like they lined up a bunch of girls for me to like to make out throughout the different houses there was going to be a montage in the movie all these girls were stunning and I'm like 19 years old I'm a loser in my real life so I'm like <laughs> this is fuck I'm still a loser but I was like this is <laughs> no, this is this on, is going to be amazing I'm like super excited about it and uh and and then uh, like the director comes by and looks at the lineup and he's like these girls are way too hot for him. <laughs> <laughs> they brought over more of a mixed crowd, yeah. And it was just fun. It, 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 and and listen, they were some beautiful girls. Everyone's beautiful. And uh, so, but the funny part is this girl I was making out with at the this is fucking six in the morning. You know, this girl had Dorito mouth. Oh. And it was so I I rem, I literally after I made out with her I swear I went and li- I, I literally may have vomited a little bit. Did you? So did you not I feel not like, to like? Did show you not her. feel so? You know, if you were like Bradley Cooper, if that had to happen, first yeah. of all, I don't know that they'd have lining up women to make out with Bradley Cooper. But <laughs> don't you think? Do you, do you feel like you were not big enough of a star then to just go? Wait a minute, she's got to brush her teeth. I don't. Or did even, you didn't want to embarrass her? Or? Oh, I did. Yeah, definitely didn't want to embarrass her. And she was a sweet girl. And but uh, you, you couldn't. You didn't feel comfortable just saying, "Hey, you've been obviously." I didn't even know. I it was the last the shot of the. It was the last the shot of the day. I was like, I, I just kind of, <laughs> kind of just went with it. I, I, I was full on commitment. And I remember, like, after she like walked away, I was like. I literally went and was like, oh, like, I got to like, it was so bad. It was seven in the morning, Dorito breath, like, and I like Doritos. Yeah, but when you're eating <laughs> like yourself, it. you know. <laughs> I like Doritos. I really oh, do. Man. That's like my go-to chips. That, so that was one of your worst. <laughs> she ruined it for me. <laughs> I have never had a Dorito bag since. <laughs> it's like me with tomato juice. Um, so that that was one of your worst experiences. But you but you've been lucky though. You haven't had you haven't had any train wreck experiences. No, on. I'm not, I'm not going to name an actor, but I know a friend of mine worked with this very very big star and he was apparently inebriated um on the on the movie and uh and he was telling me this like story i i've never seen anything like like he would show up late and like i've never heard of any i've never personally seen anything like that yeah well you will but it's coming someday, someday. i'm lucky if i'm lucky if you're lucky well 
Oliver Cooper, I, I want you to stick around for this. It's we, This is how we usually bring things home here on the show. Unless, do you have something more you want to add about hangovers? Is there anything more you want to throw out there I mean, to the public about hangovers? I, I told you, I, I gave them the greatest tip of all time, all right? Finger up the ass. Finger that doesn't, up the ass. I think there's people listening right now. <laughs> By the way, can we just take a moment? Everybody out there in the audience, if any of you are hungover right now, I, I invite you to stick your finger up your ass and say, Thank you, Oliver Cooper. Yeah, I hope that I I would make honestly. I'm not I'm not famous. I'm you know a C list actor if I'm lucky. Maybe D list. Come on, man. You're, you, you, listen, man. Listen, listen. No, no, no. I know you. Obviously, Oliver and I know each other off off the show. But you like to bag on yourself. But think about what you just said earlier. You you went on your first audition yeah. and yeah. nailed a big movie. You got a leading role in a in a big Warner Brothers picture on your first audition. That is, that doesn't happen, man. No, and you know lucky. that that doesn't happen. Lucky. And that was how many years ago? Eight, Ten eight, year, eight, nine years, eight, ago. nine years ago. And yeah. you've been working ever since. That's true. Like you've been in a lot of stuff, man. I mean, you you know, you did that last season of California Case. You did three seasons of Red Oaks, That's true. right? Yeah. You know, you you did you, movies and it, I didn't even know you. I didn't know you were in that Hugh Jackman movie. I was watching it. Yeah. What was it called again? The Front Runner. The Front Runner. And I was watching the movie, and, I, and I'm saying, hey, there's Oliver right there, you know? And so you're doing a lot of work, man. And, yeah, you yeah. know, and that's that's not the norm. You can here. also check me out at Kinko's on uh, West. <laughs> <laughs> Copying his, <laughs> making copies of his headshot. Uh, no, what do you have next? Uh, well, I'm doing, I just did uh, this little independent film called Take Me to Tarzana. I just did, what, I'm, I'm trying to think, after Valley of the Boom, I did. Uh, I just did another independent film, an independent film called Air Heirlooms, and uh, after that, I I have two things. I have two things, but it sucks. I can't talk about them because oh. these fuck. I'm doing this thing for Netflix, and they're super secretive about it. And then um, I'm doing. A, I actually have a fun part in this studio movie, but uh, they they won't they, they won't let me t- say anything about it. So so look for cool. Oliver Cooper on <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, it's coming That's soon. It. Coming just, soon. Just keep hitting that search engine on Netflix and for hours. Coming soon. I wish I could talk about it because I, I I'm really excited about both of those. We'll, we'll have you back when yeah, you yeah. can talk about it. They're just it's they're for whatever. I don't know. I quite, I actually don't love that. I, like people who are really like oh super secretive. It's like come on. Like what are we? We're making entertainment. Yeah. It's not like that. It, it's not even like it would ruin it. It's just I don't know. You can't say anything. I don't know. They they like specifically make you sign NDAs. Well. I want to get. I want you to be uh, here for this, Oliver, because this is how we usually uh, wrap things up on the show. It's a, a little segment I like to call "What's Driving Me to Drink." Great. As you know, Oliver, I'm not a big fan of rules and regulations. Regulations can eat a bowl of baby seal dicks, <laughs> which is, as we all know, super against the rules. Still, whether I like it or not, it seems like every time I turn around, there's someone telling me it's not okay to turn around. Like at urinals. <laughs> get that joke? <laughs> I do get that. See, because if I turn around... Then you'll be pissing on me. I would piss on them. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's face it. You can't swing a dead cat without some uptight jerk pointing out that it's illegal to murder the stupid cats that have sex under your apartment window. All these rules are enough to drive me to drink, Oliver. Um, the problem is I can't even escape the rules when I'm drowning them in booze. Uh, the regulations regarding the production and consumption of alcohol are some of the most stringent and brutally enforced of all. 
That's the main reason I never pursued my dream of launching my own spirits brand. That and the fact that I also never pursued my dream of making any money. (laughs) (laughs) Or my dream of following through on my dreams. To be perfectly honest, I just haven't had much luck with the dreaming. That's about to change because last week I discovered a spirits category in which there are virtually no rules about how it's made and marketed. Do you know what that spirit is, Oliver? No, I do not. Vodka. Wow. And I know what you're thinking. Dude, 20 years writing about drinking and you've just now discovered vodka? The short answer, Oliver, is blow me. The long answer is blow me for several hours. (laughs) But you're not looking for answers. You're looking for the ultimate low-hassle booze to bring to market. You... Want to get in on this with me, by the way? You uh, could. You could get in on it. I'm going to let you in on the ground floor. Sure. Okay, let me know. It's a crazy thing, vodka. Not only can you distill it from just about any fermentable substance on earth, but once it's ready, you can say practically anything you want about it on the label without fear of repercussions. Premium, ultra premium, super premium. These descriptors aren't government regulated. Just put them on there. Seriously, the industry encourages, uh, yeah, they're here to it, like these price-based labeling guidelines, but they're not even legally enforceable. Messing with vodka is like cheating on a one-night stand, Okay. Screwing with bourbon, on the other hand, is like two-timing your wife, who also happens to be the daughter of the state's governor. Both are shady, but only one's going to land your ass in the papers and cost you half of everything you own. There are so many rules about making bourbon and champagne and tequila, but vodka? Most people think it's made from potatoes, right? You probably thought that, right? I did think that. potatoes. But it's more often than not, it's made from wheat. But guess what it would be called if you made it from grapes? Vodka. Apples. Vodka. Pig farts. Vodka. Still vodka. By the way, it's... Premium vodka. It's really hard to bottle pig farts. Um, But if you do manage to do it, the hooch will make you grow a curly tail and root around in your own feces. I kind of like the idea of pig farts as a brand. (laughs) Pig fart vodka. I think I'd buy it. Pig farts premium vodka. There is a whistle pig whiskey, so why not pig farts vodka? And you open it. You open the bottle up, and it's just it's, you have a, a, a smell of of farts. Farts. Well, here's what I really love about vodka. It's the names of the good stuff. You got Absolute Elix, handcrafted single estate super premium. That's a real name. Kaufman Vintage, Prairie certified organic handcrafted. Winter Palace Premium Czar. These are real names of vodka. Yeah, which ones? Are, are these good brands? Now, yeah, some of them are good. They're expensive. You can. Here's the thing with vodka. You can pretty much do anything you like to it in terms of production and packaging. Anything goes. You can make it with whatever you want and call it whatever you want to. So with that in mind, Oliver, here's what I'm presenting you, the opportunity. Um, my latest dream. It's a Kickstarter project to fund the, fir- the world's first mega ultra Jeans Creamium Vodka, and I'm calling it Platina Lux Elegant. One word. Once we reach our modest Kickstarter goal, we'll begin producing Platina Lux Elegant. It's a little hard to say, especially when you've been drinking. From the fermented mash of hand-harvested caviar, which will then be distilled 37 times in the leaked crystal pot stills before being filtered through the tiny toes and fingers of the newborn child of Kate Middleton and Prince William. From there, Platinum Lux Elegant will travel first class 
to Rome, where each individual bottle will be hand-numbered in gold and blessed by the Pope himself. Wow. Right? As for the taste, I know you're wondering, what does Platinum Lux Elegant Mega Ultra Jeans Creamy and Vodka taste like? <laughs> well, it's the only vodka known to humankind that is guaranteed, guaranteed, this will be on every label, to make you cream in your jeans. <laughs> Every time. And you're going to be reminded of this by our designer label. And thanks to our unique relationship with the truth, <clears throat> I mean, with one of the world's leading distributors, we'll be able to offer Platinum Lex Elegant for an incredibly low minimum donation on Kickstarter, only $100. Wow. And for that, you also get a free limited edition T-shirt to go along with vodka that is so refined, you can't even see it. So all that's standing between me and my dream of retiring to Belize, Oliver, is a few hundred grand worth of donations. I'm planning to check out Kickstarter soon and get this campaign started. I just hope they don't have any damn rules or regulations. And with that, I want to thank Oliver Cooper. You can check him out. Where Where can we check you? What's your Instagram? You got one of those? Um, I do. I have... Uh, uh... Instagram is at the, I didn't think about this, I just started using it, at the Oliver Cooper on Instagram. At the Oliver and Cooper. And at the Oliver Cooper on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's where you find where him? You find me, uh, you know, all kinds of good stuff on there. I can't, I'm going to go on there as soon as we get off the air. And I also invite you to check out my Instagram. It's at the imbiber. <coughs> Excuse me. Woo! That's T-H-E-I-M-B-I-B-E-R to imbibe is to drink at the imbiber visit the website doneimbiber.com i'm gonna have all kinds of stuff on there from today's show some pictures things if you got questions or comments you can hit me up there and maybe i'll even talk about it on a future show until next time i'm dan dunn reminding you that drinking can cause memory loss or even worse memory loss What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.